Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Talk to Defeat ALS podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications here at the ALS Association, Greater Philadelphia Chapter. And uh, as in every podcast we do, we have a various different uh, experiences with ALS, whether it's a person living with a disease, a caregiver, a family caregiver or spouse, someone who is a Walk to Defeat ALS champion, a legislator, a um, board member, staff, a lot of different people bring their own experiences to this. And today we have someone who has some very extensive experience helping the ALS community. Uh, and helping is actually in his name, well, his company's name. And that's Frank Esterly with Home Helpers. And he's going to be talking about how he uh, and his organization are supporting one of our upcoming events. And the, over 15 years of support that his organization has been providing to people here in the Delaware Valley. Uh, before we get into our podcast today, I encourage you to follow us on social media, all at ALS Philadelphia, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, I think there's other things, but those are the ones we update the most. And uh, also, um, find out how you can support the ALS Association, whether in your donations or your volunteer time or as an advocate, all at www.alsphiladelphia.org. Now, with that short introduction... Um, and I'm sure I, I could never do anyone enough justice <laughs> as much as I try. Frank, thank you for taking the time to be on our podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, good. Your voice is better than mine. I can <laughs> see like all our things. Uh, so, Frank, um, you're here today um, because you're supporting one of our upcoming events. Can yes, you, we are. Can you tell us a little bit about the event? Yes. Uh, it's the um, upcoming event on March 2nd. I know it's still in a draft form, but it's a research forum, and it's inviting uh, recently diagnosed and uh, currently diagnosed patients who have ALS, and it's open to not only patients, but the medical profession, and they're going to have CEUs for nurses and social workers, so we're proud to be a part of it, and it's uh, all day on March 2nd. Yeah, and, and I really appreciate, we were talking before this about... Um, we appreciate anyone that wants to donate to us, sponsor anything we do, uh, but it matters a lot to you to sponsor something like this Help and Hope Symposium Correct. because you want to contribute to educating people and improving lives of people with ALS. Absolutely. We're passionate about our clients who have ALS and our caregivers who work with them. We've long sponsored the uh, Caregiver's Day that's uh, usually held in November, and I've personally attended every one of them, and I find them very rewarding, uh, educational, informational. And uh, the last one this past November was, was outstanding, and I was able to invite several of our caregivers to sit next to our uh many of our clients' family members. So it was very rewarding, and now this is just another opportunity to expand upon that partnership. So the partnership we have is between the ALS Association and Home Helpers. So explain to anyone who's listening, what is Home Helpers? Sure. Home Helpers is a care provider. We are officially licensed in Pennsylvania as a non-medical care provider, um, and we have a variety of clients that use us. In the case of ALS, um, we work very closely with uh, Wendy Barnes, who has a program that funds care. Uh, it's usually a few hours a day up to um, four times uh, a week. So 12 hours a day we come in and we support uh, through our employee caregivers. We support your um, members who have ALS. That's just an example of what we do with ALS. We work with seniors, people recu recuperating from an injury or an illness, people living with a disability. And so we do that throughout the Delaware Valley my particular agency happens to be very active in Bucks County, Montgomery County, parts of Philadelphia, and the Lehigh Valley. 
Um, I have colleagues that are in Delaware County, Chester County, parts of New Jersey. So we cover the whole Delaware Valley. Thing. And that's a lot of people. It is. There's more it people is. in Montgomery County than many states. It's true. And those are terrible states. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> there's more in Montgomery County than Vermont, and uh, I believe Wyoming is the other one. I know there's one other. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. There, I, I know there's other. I think there might be more people in Montgomery County than in Delaware, but I could be wrong. There's like <laughs> almost 800,000 people in this county. Correct. That's a very large county. Um, and um, so... You, according to this, um, Home Helper is really a senior care, for, but you got involved in uh, ALS in, you said, 2005? Yeah, we primarily senior care. We certainly have quite a few 70, 80, 90, 100-year-olds, um, but we also work with clients of, of various ages. And mm -hmm. so in, in 2004, actually, when we first opened, within our first year, so it probably was 2005, we um, got a frantic call from Doylestown Hospital, and they had a discharging patient whose name was Shelby, and Shelby was one of our was our first client with ALS, and we sprung in on Memorial Day and uh, helped out uh, her husband at the time and her, and got very involved in their family and extended care for it was a couple of years. And you say you sprung in. Is that how it works sometimes? Where you guys really have to be at the call where Wendy says, I mean, because ALS is a very urgent disease with a need. So yes. The, you don't say, well, in a few months we'll help you. You guys often have to have someone at the beck and call quickly. It's, it's very rare that someone says, I need you in a few months. For yeah, ALS, especially. usually we have good planning time. This was a uh, this was before I even knew about the ALS Association and met Wendy Barnes. So uh, it was a different care need, and, and, and the husband involved us. And then several months later, I learned that there was a whole chapter uh, dedicated to uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, mm -hmm. and I learned quite a bit. Did you have any experience with ALS before no, that? I did not. And, and no, that's, I, I mean, one, I want everyone to be involved with us, of course, Correct. but you also, I, I don't um, begrudge anyone not knowing about ALS. I didn't know much about it until my grandfather had it. Right. Um, and that was after, well, that was around the same time, actually. Um, but yeah, was that a very quick learning experience for you? It was. And then as I, you know, got into this and we got more and more exposure um, through Wendy, it kind of opens your eyes and ears and then I learned that there's quite a few uh, cases of ALS in the Delaware Valley in Montgomery County for whatever reason and uh, we're seeing more and more and we're seeing all ages. We have certainly had seniors who have ALS and we have had folks who are in their 40s and 30s with children uh, running around the house and those are the heartbreakers that we were proud to get involved in and support those families. Now. Dealing with people with ALS is a lot different than senior care. Shelby, um, I know, um, she wasn't a senior. Mm -hmm. uh, she was younger. She was like in her 40s maybe. Yep. Um, so, and, and the, the communication needs are different. The health needs are different. Were you, Your people were prepared to do that that quickly? Um, with her, it was a little different. So we started out slowly. Mm -hmm. um, general care needs. But in general, when we got involved with ALS, I have, uh, we have four nurses on our staff. The nurses are very well educated, have gotten education directly from the chapter here. We have a special book that we work directly with our caregivers that goes through range of motion exercises and all of the specific things that they need to know, caring for someone with ALS, as well as the emotional component of what we do. So when we get an ALS referral, our nurses jump on that and work directly with the caregivers who are going to walk into these situations. We need to make sure they're prepared. So it's a special set of training that we have to 
follow. And there's, it's no wonder that nurses are consistently the most trusted profession in the country. They they're, are. They're We're the, very thankful for our nurses. And we are, too, the nurses that we have here at our chapter. And I know that our nurses and caregivers and your team work together and collaborate. We're just They do. Your staff has come to our office and uh, done training, dedicated training for four or five hours, I think it was, um, about everything. You know, the specialized motor chairs, the voice, uh, excuse me, the uh, eye Eye gaze. Eye gaze. Thank you. <laughs> the eye gaze. They're phenomenal technology. It is really inspirational to see how technology has um, helped lives. Uh, it's really, it's really amazing to see. And a lot of it's changed since you guys started. So you Probably. guys have to be on the up and up. You have Absolutely. To We've actually had a caregiver who uh, saw the eye gaze machine at one, uh, at one particular client, and then uh, we promoted her, and she became an on-call caregiver, and she was floating around to different clients throughout our region. It's a, it's a nice feature that we have for last minute emergencies and situations. And she went to an ALS client in Chalfont and she said, you don't have an eye gaze machine. And the person said, I don't you know, know what that was. Or right, why her, would you? Through her family. And she was instrumental in getting that machine to our client. And it's just been a great story. So now she can communicate. No, that's a terrific story. And, yeah. and speaking of stories, we talked about this in the couple minutes before we started the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, we they give to us, the organization, through their dollars, which mm -hmm. we thank you for doing. You're welcome. Uh, through their time. And again, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, but Shelby and her husband, Jeff, and, and their family, um, they give what all of our ALS families give. They gave them themselves and their experience and their story. Mm -hmm. And I guess you guys really took from that story and that experience to see a, a need and to find to, to be a better home helper right we did we, mm -hmm. we found this this um, population of, of individuals in our community that were really struggling ALS uh, it's indescribable so um, we certainly said these are special cases how can we get more involved and then our collaboration started with Wendy and it's just expanded and we're thrilled to be involved with Steve Spaulding Carla, who was just here, and Michelle Hill, so um, and they continue to look for ways we can work together. So it, it is um, it is a special a special uh, clients with ALS have a special place in our hearts all throughout Home Helpers. I, I we appreciate that. I think that for us, um, it's all about listening and those relationships. Uh, but I we you have you ever been to a walk to defeat ALS? Uh, I have. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, you then. We don't need to get into too many specifics, yeah. but you know that when you go to a walk, because there's teams, mm -hmm. there's always some teams that we're great, very grateful they raise $50,000, maybe, right. or $40,000. Um, you know, I've been to some smaller walks where one team raises like 60% of what the walk raises. amazing. Um, but then there's most of the teams raise a few hundred or mm -hmm. small, and then they can sometimes feel small in comparison. Right. But the story they bring, that experience they bring is... Um, priceless yes because they're able to bring people like you who see that and say oh shelby i don't know how much you were able to give financially mm -hmm. but you're you've inspired us to do more right and the, the our clients with als I, I never assume that someone you know is not touched by the disease so mm -hmm. case in point my son was playing uh, high school football for lansdale catholic and the coach came to me and um after learning that his brother um, Roger Kirk. Oh, 
yeah. diagnosed. So um, here is my son's high school football coach and turning to me and uh, we got involved in helping care for his brother. And I understand he does a golf outing and he's very involved. And uh, Tom Kirk is is, uh, is a great man. And I'm happy to know that family and, and help them out. It was our pleasure to help them out during that rough time. And I got to get to that golf outing. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I, that's not, that'll be, it's usually in late September, early yes. October. Um, again, the Kirk family, they have given so much in every capacity. Really? And those, and, uh, but the Kirks, we, we can say they have um, their story and their the upbeat nature that, that Roger brought through during his battle with ALS. Just, Unbelievable. I know. You Sometimes you, you, it's hard to compete with that. It is. I As a remember person. being in their living room, mm-hmm. uh, meeting uh, his, his wife and, and, and Roger, and uh, communication was a challenge for mm-hmm. him. And he would, uh, I forget the device, but he would uh, use it to communicate. It was a little speaker. And mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think it was eye gaze, but it, was some, it could have been something along those lines. And, um, and he was joking. Uh, mm-hmm. On that machine, and I'll never forget his sense of humor. No, and, and everyone remembers that. And really? I've been to the, yeah, when I go to the golf outing, his fa- his children and uh, friends will still make jokes or remind people of the jokes he had. Um, he when he presented at the, he was still telling jokes and Is that you know, right? ribbing on people. So you know, I didn't know Roger as well as you know some other people did who lived with him before them. But right. still, those stories leave such an impact where. All of us in the office will remember Roger. For Is that right? Okay. Because you know, with the ALS and other things that Home Helpers does. Yeah. But those those people, you remember them, and it just inspires you to keep working. I do. Yeah. And then I ran across him. I was walking through the the football fields of, of LC, and I ran into him. Yeah. And he said, "Frank, how you doing? I can always uh, I can never thank you enough for what you did for my uh, sister in law and my brother. And you know, we still think of you." And uh, so he's referred to me other times for non-ALS patients. That's that's and that's great because we have um, we say we, we help around twelve hundred people with ALS in wow. any given year, um, and you have helped your organization has helped hundreds of people with ALS over the years, years. definitely. Um, no doubt. And but because of that, you're able to help even more people. Absolutely, more people. We we talk about the ALS population, but the population that's helped is hundreds or thousands of times more absolutely than that which is and i think there are several uh, folks in the community who have als who you don't even know about they they may not come to you or say hey i have this diagnosis how can you help me so right who knows how many thousands that may be in the community well and i'm hopeful that through podcasts like this and the awareness you're bringing that one we'd love to raise more money we need to raise that to, yeah. to help her but we also hope that there's more awareness that people listen to this and say I didn't know that that program existed. Absolutely. And maybe I can help. And, and I, speak, oh, I'm sorry. And a quick nod to the Philly, the Philadelphia Phillies. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here in a room surrounded by baseball pictures, but uh, the Phillies Festival, I've been to several times, and uh, uh, what a special event that is to see the players and see the fun, uh, the autographs, and, and also some of your patients there. It, it is, it's a memorable event, and I encourage people to, to go do it. Yeah, the Phillies Festival is this June 2019. Um, it's going to be a busy week. We have Advocacy Day in Washington, D.C., Sunday through Tuesday. Oh, wow. The Phillies Festival that Thursday, and then our bike ride that Saturday. Oh, wow. So and the Phillies are going to have a great season. We all know that. Yeah, they're, <laughs> I think they, um, they're going to have a great team. And I have to say, where our photographer has been to all uh, like 20 of the past Phillies festivals. Oh, is that right? And he said that the team last year was the nicest group of people he's ever seen. Oh, is that right? On the team. And there have been some nice people on that team. Oh, yeah. Some genuinely good, not that you would expect otherwise, but you, you don't you don't know what to expect when you meet a 
and there's just a culture with Jimmy of Rollins and Ryan Howard and Jamie Moyer. It yeah. was phenomenal. It was just this, and they were happy to do it. Yeah, and there's so many players now where <laughs> they get into it and they're immediately um, part of the Phillies culture and family. We Absolutely. appreciate that. Good time. Um, but part of our culture is this in-home care program, the Howard I. Abrams in-home care program. Uh, and you, our donors, help make this possible through your donations, and our families help make it possible, too, by sharing your experiences. Um, to, uh, to contribute to that, please visit www.alsphiladelphia.org, and you can donate, make it towards that program or in general, and it helps us help more patients, uh, people with ALS. And Wendy helps connect you with with what you need in your area, any t- part in our territory. She does. She calls us, she emails us, and she has um, a referral for us. And uh, th- that program is, is absolutely special. I understand it's not for every chapter in the country, but it's a, a special allotment of funds here in the Delaware Valley. And we're very thankful for it, and, and our clients are as well. So um, I hope people can contribute. I hope so, too. I'm really grateful for um, Howard I. Abrams started this program in the 1990s, and his son Jeff... Uh, Howard had ALS and passed away. He was contributing part to the founding and growth of our chapter, um, and mm. his family continues it, and our donors contribute to that all the time. Excellent. Um, so you have uh, provided a lot of care. What kind of care does Home Helpers provide? And Wendy says, uh, Frank, um, we need you to come to um, Samantha's house. She has ALS. What 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 is that process? Sure. We... Um, Primarily for our clients with ALS, they, they need personal care assistance. So simply personal care means they need hands-on assistance. That is bathing, grooming, dressing, um, transferring, repositioning. So any kind of hands-on contact is called personal care mm-hmm. in, in our licensure. So we do a range of personal care services. Um, range of motion, ROM, is a big component of the uh, ALS uh, care plans that we develop, um, making sure that all of the appropriate exercises are followed and our caregivers are trained and so range of motion is a form of personal care and do they do that do they work with like their care plan and figure out what they need from like their, their care team here their neurologist or their nurse like they Great question. So, um, oh, good. We've been doing this so long. <laughs> uh, our, it's like the second nature. Yeah. Well, our nurse Sharon Milligan has been with me for nearly 15 years now, and so and been involved with every ALS client, um, at least in Montgomery County. And so she goes out um, with our social worker, and together they do a, um, a consultation in the home of Wendy's referrals, and uh, our nurse writes a care plan, um, reviews it with our caregivers. Then we go out and introduce our caregivers to make sure they're comfortable with the care. Um, and it usually includes some element of personal care. We may, along the lines, also help do the linens, little homemaker services, maybe clean up around the house, do the laundry. That's another range of service that we provide, uh, homemaker services, mm-hmm. uh, kind of running the household, if you will, doing the dishes. Um, and uh, the third level of service, in addition to personal care, homemaker, is companionship. You know, um, There's a lot of loneliness out there, and when you're dealing with a disease, um, there's a lot of downtime and thinking time, so our caregivers are often um, an ear uh, for our clients. And I know that Wendy works with you directly to figure out um, a person's comfort level and making sure they're connecting to the right people together so they can 
you know, get get that good companionship. Correct. So when Wendy gives us a, a, a name and a contact, um, usually your social workers will ultimately get out there, but sometimes they haven't yet. And so we also become the bridge, if you will, from the client or patient with ALS to the office here. And we can help that person get the resources they need that they might not know about. Mm -hmm. I know you have an equipment closet, for example. Uh, some of our clients may need to make a decision to get medical home care or hospice. Uh, and so we often have that bridge of information, if you will, back to Wendy and with your nurse and social workers here. And that makes our social workers' jobs easier and better because I, I'm always impressed by everyone in our care team because they have such a big amount of work that they have to do and they all make it look easy to me. They do. Like, um, I'm exhausted listening to what they have to do, and they, and I, so I appreciate what all every one of them does to get that done. Right. I know one of your social workers, specifically Janie. Um, mm -hmm. I have a personal connection too because um, we cared for her husband. Oh, I didn't. I <laughs> podcast gets better. And better. Yes, and you know her husband had ALS, and so um, yeah, Janie is, um, and, and all of them, and I imagine the people that work for Home Helpers directly. Are such good listeners. We that's, try. <laughs> I, that's that, that's one thing you can do is try, but listening is such a big component. Um, and it brings me to something I was I, I uploaded to our Facebook account today. Um, do you know Elisa Brownlee? I don't. Oh well, you should. I should. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She might not be someone you would work with directly necessarily, but she runs our assistive technology program. Okay. And so um, by the time your people would get to someone, they've already worked with her oh, okay. separately. Um, but um, she talks about the need for a yes, no, maybe approach to communications. And like, so she talks about the d different devices you would need. Okay. But also breaking it down to how you communicate. Um, I imagine that your home helpers all learn how best to communicate with each person they meet with. Yes, they, they do. Them. Yeah. Is and that, that changes over time. Yeah. As you know, sometimes uh, communication skills are fine when we start and mm -hmm. then they erode over time. Mm -hmm. So that's where. Um, caregiver who first started maybe years ago so in some cases wants to stay involved but has never used these type of technologies so it's our pleasure to bring that in and have them learn and so that's such a big skill and important amount of patience i'm sure for a caregiver to uh, listen and understand and say like well frank likes to talk this way he likes to answer questions this way and they can transfer that along, not just to the next caregiver, but if they have an emergency service and something comes, they're there in an emergency. Right. And that's a lifesaver. It is. So, um, and, and some of our caregivers get so passionate about their clients, we call them clients, um, that they become their advocate. And when they have to take a day off, <laughs> it's, it's their job. Uh, often they want to train the person that's coming in to, to work with their patient. Yeah. So um, it's pretty special because they show them, they know the routine better than anyone else. And then uh, they learn skills they, for the next yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And so we, we like that. We almost have an ALS team. People mm -hmm. that have that experience, and then people that want to get that experience, we bring them into our office and make sure we train them on all of the things we know about ALS. And you're always learning because always the learning. disease and stuff changes. Absolutely. Um, and there's all sort of, for people who are listening. There's a lot of different videos you can find on our website, um, on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash/ALSPhiladelphia, or just at ALSPhiladelphia.org. Uh, like you said, for for you guys, our team comes and educates or helps to connect people. It's outstanding. Uh, and that's a partnership. Yes. So we um, employ a certain amount of people, but our list of people that we work with is much bigger than our own staff. It takes quite a 
quite a collection of uh, vendors and partners to, to pull this off. So mm -hmm. we're happy to be part of that group. So we've talked about how you can contribute your story and your time, but you guys have contributed over $30,000. It's right? amazing over the years over that, the year. that has added up. And uh, yes, it's our, it's our privilege. I'm here on behalf of the Delaware Valley Home Helpers offices, our colleagues, if you will, that cover the whole area. I happen to be in Lansdale and uh, work with uh, clients in Montgomery and Bucks counties and the Lehigh Valley. But our four offices in, in the area are happy to collectively contribute because they all um, have clients that, that, and have their own stories of the clients they've served. Many of our, our um, owners have a direct connection personally to someone who they've lost to ALS. And like you said, with Roger. Yep. Your own connection that you didn't expect until that happened. Yes. Of course, why would you? My colleague down in Philadelphia, his financial advisor, had ALS. And so uh, there's a connection um, that everyone seems to have. Yeah, ALS, you mentioned these different people, and it is not... Um, it's such a diverse disease. It is. A, it's not a discriminatory disease. Yeah. Um, um, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know if there's no. any good answer there. Um, but and so you guys are contributing in, in that way. It's and, our pleasure. And it seems like your investment and your support has only increased over the years. It has. It has. We've um, kept in touch with, with Wendy and then met some of your wonderful staff here and then learned of various other ways that that we could get involved. One of these days I'm going to ride my bike to the shore. I know I'm, I know I'm going to do that. <laughs> well, this year's a great year to do that. I know. <laughs> it's um, the Ride to Defeat ALS. Yes. And I don't know if the, or the website's up yet, but it'll be GP Ride to Defeat ALS, I believe, and that is in June. It's my birthday weekend, is the weekend right? of June 15th, so Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Um, we've known fathers affected by ALS, whether, mm, you know, sure you may have helped Shelby, but her husband was a father. Absolutely. Is a father, and uh, that, so you're not just helping Shelby, you're helping the whole family with your help, and yes. you weren't just helping Roger, you're helping that whole family. Exactly. And that's, uh, that makes a big difference. You may have helped a dozen people this month with ALS, but really it's 50 people. That's true. Um it's exponential because, yes, we're serving our client, and the family members may get a little break that particular time. Or they may have peace of, peace of mind that their loved one is being cared for while they're at work. And so, yeah, speaking of fathers, because that's probably around Father's Day, um, yes, I'm aware of a story of a, 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 one of our clients with ALS. Uh, his father drove him to work every day, and mm -hmm. that was his commitment to his son. It was very inspirational. I'll never forget it. Um, it you see what families are willing to do, and that makes you do more Yes. as a result. And uh, we, we appreciate what everyone's trying to go through, and that's why we're all here to do our part. Absolutely. Um, why you do what you do. Um, so how can people get in touch with um, – if, if you're a person with ALS, don't just, we don't necessarily want you to just call Home Helpers out of the blue. Call Wendy. Yeah. Email her at wendy at alsphiladelphia.org or go through your social worker or nurses, and, and they'll connect you. Um, but if they want to learn about um, Home Helpers, they should go to www.boxbuxmonthomehelpers.com. Yes, and then for the uh, general region, homehelpershomecare.com is another way they can go find their particular local office. Um, we are a national franchise, so mm -hmm. we're known nationally. But this is the best franchise. It's right? the biggest. Um, we're okay. happy to be um, the largest uh, agency in the nation. So, Good. Yeah, right here in the Philadelphia area. So well, the best thing, uh, <laughs> and I'm from Pittsburgh originally, right. so I mean, still the, some of the best things coming from around here. Yeah, oh, thank you. Oh, the, you know, the best uh, baseball team, the best <laughs> uh, home helpers, the best whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we we appreciate that. You can go there and learn more, and then if you want, if you need to connect with the service, please um, 
go to our website, alsphiladelphia.org, contact Wendy. And if you want to donate to make sure we can continue to make this service um, available, the Howard I. Abrams in-home care program throughout our territory in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, um, please donate at www.alsphiladelphia.org. And again, you're supporting our Help and Hope Symposium. Yes, um, March 2nd. Our, uh, on March 2nd in, uh, at Presidential Caterers in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, it's going to be a really good event where we're going to be learning, learning from researchers. Yes. Apparently, there will be several hundred uh, attendees in the audience. And I just saw the preliminary list of speakers, and it's outstanding. So looking forward to hearing some of the technical updates and the research and the pharmaceuticals that are, are going to be maybe trialed or introduced. And it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah, I'm sure that you are always happy to see progress being made. Absolutely. Just like we are. Um, if you want information on that, um, the information isn't necessarily all on our website yet, but you can uh, contact Carla, C-A-R-L-A, at ALSPhiladelphia.org, and she'll uh, get you all you need to know. Uh, we're going to have a very strong slate of speakers, di um, different researchers who are focused on ALS care, uh, information for people who are newly diagnosed, and uh, it's going to be a good day for both learning and um, building relationships with other ALS families and caregivers. Uh, so, again, visit ALSPhiladelphia.org for um, how you can help, how you can learn. And uh, thanks, Frank, for all you've been doing for your support. It's absolutely our pleasure. Thanks for uh, your time today. I enjoyed the interview. Great. And remember that don't just talk to Defeat ALS. Walk to Defeat ALS and help us defeat ALS together.